Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, live at the CrossFit Games with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so stoked to be here. I know, and we're here with Steph Chung as well. Hello. Our other bestie. So excited. I know, isn't it great? How's your your experience been so far? It's been so fun. I think that, like, I didn't know what to expect so far from this year just because... Obviously, in the past, games has been slammed and busy, and there's tons of athletes. And you know, last year we went from went from so much to so little. And this is kind of the first year that's starting to feel normal again post post COVID. Um, and I was just worried it wasn't going to have the same energy, but it totally does. Agreed. There's a bunch of people, and everyone's happy and. I don't know. It's just, it is totally CrossFit summer camp. I know we've said that before on the podcast, but everyone's in such a good mood. They want yeah. to talk to you. And I love it. I love it. Totally. I love it here. I, I haven't been here since 2018 when I was competing um, and a spectator in 2016 before that. Um, but it has the same feel as it did before. Like everyone's just so excited to be here. I think the fact that we haven't seen a lot of each other in a couple of years yeah. makes a huge difference, but I'm having so much fun. It's been all the little things uh, that are different this time than the last time. Like, COVID is obviously, and we'll talk about it, has put a big kind of, it's not a dampener on the weekend but, or yeah. damper, but it's certainly been a topic because we've totally. had people who had to drop out. And so, like, meeting people, they don't know whether to shake your hands or to fist bump or to hug. Uh, and, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hugging everybody. Yeah. I, I don't care. I'm just hugging right and left. Just been my thing. I feel good about hugging, too, as I'm... Vaxxed. What's this? What's the new like? What's the new summer phrase? <laughs> vaxxed and waxed. Vaxxed, waxed, and like ready for sex. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't stupid. think that's the rhyme, but uh, we'll give you credit for it. Close, close enough. We'll it, put it, it on a shirt, Nikki. Thanks. Thanks. It has, it has been the talk of the the first day where all the people that had to had to drop <sighs> out. So who all was it? So it sad. Was, so sad. Well, I think it. So um, Bethany mm-hmm. was, I think, the first. Bethany Shadburn. The first case, and that yep. was just heartbreaking because holy moly, did she blow it out of the water at the West Coast Classic? Looks so good at West Coast, so uh-huh. strong. You know, I was so excited to see her compete in person here and just see see the peak for the games. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously her training partner Carrie Pierce, and that is like, wow, what a friggin' gut check you know Carrie was the first American woman to stand on the podium in ages and so she had this huge season last season we were so stoked to see her back so stoked to see her with her training partners because you know the underdogs have kind of like made a showing like they are a force this year and then she was out and I was like man I had her on my podium you know yeah I think a lot of people did I mean she with her podium, you know, last year, mm-hmm. like she was a major threat again this year, and the three of them together, you know, with the major changes of moving out to Las Vegas, Vegas and training yeah. all together and having a crew out there, I was super excited to see her put on a show. Um, obviously, she tested negative on the day that Bethany tested positive, so right. we thought there was a chance. Um, then the following day, she uh, tested positive, so she was out of competition and. Um, until now, Bethany, um, you know, they're still sequestered, yeah, quarantining, yeah, by themselves. So that's we should mention the COVID protocol. So CrossFit is doing some, uh, you know, they they have measures in place to make sure that more people don't come down with 
anything, hopefully. Right. Um, so yeah, so those two athletes are quarantined by themselves. Um, Danielle Brandon, who trains with them, who was exposed to them, is testing every single day. She's continuing to test negative, um, but they are keeping her in this sort of COVID protocol bubble. So she has to wear a mask whenever she's out and about. She has a separate warm-up area, a separate staging area. Her lane is separated from the other athletes. And did you hear about what happened on the sprint run? Uh, no. With her? So Pretty amazing. Yeah, so the first heat of, I think it was the first, the first heat of women was just her and three other athletes. And the other heats were full. So I guess um, they were going to ask her to run herself unless any of the athletes wanted to volunteer to run with her. Um, and those other ladies did. They offered to, to run with her. Do you remember who yeah. it was? Um, I know it was Sam Briggs. Yep. What, I, what I heard was that her hand shot up first, saying that she would run with her, and then um, Turi and... Turi, yeah. uh, I forgot the third. I can look it up. But I just think that was really important because she had an amazing time. Yeah. On she, that run. I mean, she dominated that event. She was uh, fifth on the run. And, I mean, we, we, we talk about having so many online competitions, so many competitions where you're just having to push against yourself. But really, like, what the Games is all about is pushing yourself against some of the fittest in the world. So right. it makes all the difference for her to have just anyone beside her, you know? Yeah. And um, I just think the world of those three athletes who said that they would run with her, I think that really is the spirit of the games. Um, of course, you know, everyone is, you, you need to look out for your own health. Um, I think it's obviously understandable for athletes who are worried, you know, being exposed to someone who had close contact with um, two athletes now that have been tested positive for COVID. But I, I think I just think the world of yeah. um, Sam Turry and Laura um, Laura Horvat, yeah. who agreed to to run with Danielle and really push her, it's incredible. Well, you also had uh, Cara Sanders got it and yeah. has, has had a po her husband did a post this morning, saw like, that kind of explaining you know all of her breathing issues she's had from it, which was like that was my concern when I found out she had it and was passed it and tested negative yeah. and. I was like, funny enough, um, it's not funny, but funny enough, I was messaging back and forth with her husband, because we're like kind of, you know, Insta friends, and uh, <laughs> Insta besties. I got lots of Insta besties, and, um, and we, he said that to me, he's like, well, we're a little worried about her breathing, but we'll yeah. see how it goes, and then we saw how it went, you know, yeah. she had, you know, she got capped on a couple of wads, and, and clearly it was like, not her normal showing. No. I mean, she's such a tremendous athlete that she's not a typical finish in the kind of bottom third of the group, you know? 100%. Yeah. It breaks my heart because of, number one, how hard she's worked, yep. and number two, what she's given up to be here. You know, she's been Definitely. pretty vocal about how difficult it's been to leave little Scotty and come here and make this trip and be a role model and, and all that stuff. There's so many different emotional factors there, and it just that breaks my heart for her. Same. I mean, she's worked so hard to be here. Um, and like you said, she gave up so much to, to be here and to put on a good showing. You know, she's not an athlete who's, you know, just grateful to be here. Of course, right. though, I'm sure she is. She's here to, to win, yeah. to compete. And I was really excited to see her in action again. So um, I'm hoping that a rest day today, maybe she can regroup a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that extra day of recovery will help. But, you know, COVID hits everyone so differently. So... I'm just impressed that she's out there even doing these workouts so close to recovering totally. from COVID, you know? Well, shit, how long did it take you to breathe normally again? 
Um, I'm still not breathing normally, but it's <laughs> just because I'm old. <laughs> oh. No, it, it was probably, it was a good 90 to 120 days. Yeah. And I didn't have, you know, I wasn't having quote-unquote breathing problems when I had it. It was just like, I was sick. Yeah. yeah. And then you start doing workouts again, and you're like, why can't I breathe? Oh, like, you weird. Know, like, these workouts normally hurt, but they don't hurt like this. It's just yeah. a much different feeling, you know? Like, you just get tired quicker, your strength starts to go away, so it's not surprising to see the finishes that she's had and it's to your point like it's it is heartbreaking because of what she's given up yeah you know i i look at all these events and i don't think we're going to look back and say what could have been because as i'm sure we'll talk about tia is a little dominating a little bit just so a little. At, at least from the you know the top spot but it is i do think that of i would have liked to see some of these others that will get on the podium yeah have competed against bethany and Carrie and totally. Cara and you know because right. these are three of the top names in the sport oh, and yeah. the ones that are they're super fun to watch and and they're all great people yeah so that's yeah. that's the other part for me is like we've met them all we've tell you we've had two of those on the podcast and they're such just tremendous people it totally. just breaks your heart to see this not work out for them right you know? and sad Dan Bailey also out yeah so sad right and I was excited to see him in that Masters division I look he's. He's the name in the division. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are others that people know, but like Dan Bailey is an icon yeah. in CrossFit, and people wanted to see him compete. I know. Yeah, I was excited for the eyes that was going to draw to the Masters competition. Yep. Yes. Um, so that's a bummer overall for the sport. But yeah, I just hope speedy recoveries for everyone. I hope that, you know, people get back on their feet, and uh, we're not even talking about this remotely next year at this yeah. point. That would be great. Here. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, the only part of it that has been, um, I don't know what the right word is, I'm going to say annoying, maybe is the best part. It's like within minutes of these announcements, people posting social stuff about, well, if you got it back, you wouldn't be in, like, oh I told you so to the athletes. And I'm like, first of all, too soon. Second of all, <laughs> you know, these are, people invest their lives in them and they get, you get a choice as to whether you take the vax or not. And this yeah. isn't going to be a political discussion on the vax, but you're talking about athletes that look at every single thing they put in their body, everything. Yep. Right. And a vaccine is no different. And, you know, I can understand an athlete going, you know, hearing that others are taking the vaccine and it, you know, like I've had personal friends that have taken it and have, and have lost days training or going to have to take off work because it makes yep. them sick, you know, whatever. And so I can see where an athlete would go, I don't want to take three days off training because of the side effects, potentially, right? And as, as a reason, right? But it doesn't give us a reason to give them an I told you so. No. You know, like they're making a choice. And, you know, I'm sure they're all sitting there going, what if? But let them think that. Like, we all need to lay off them. These are great people that work hard. Like, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think um, from an athlete's perspective, um, I also weighed the vaccine heavily with, yeah. with everyone who was around me. I was very uncertain when they announced that they had a vaccine. I was very uncertain if I would even get it back then, back last kind of fall, winter. For that reason, is like, what's the timing like? What are the possible side effects of it? How is it going to impact me in the long term? I was very, very skeptical. And my personal, you know, my personal reasons are I started working in a hospital, so my yeah. exposure, my potential exposure, you know, increased significantly over what I had been doing before, and it just was a better safe than sorry kind of situation for me. But there are plenty of athletes, you know, in Boston, we had access to the vaccine so early on. Yeah. It, it really was like I had it even before it was even going to be an issue for the Open, you know. 
Um, I think a lot of people maybe didn't have access to it until later in the season. And then you really start to weigh, you know, what happens if I get very sick from the vaccine have to be out. There are some people who have lingering side effects. You know, I knew someone who was hospitalized for both shots, the first and the second one, very, very sick. Oh, shit. Um, so you hear stories like that, and to be honest, we, you really don't know how it's going to affect you individually. And so I completely understand an athlete's um, dilemma in saying, look, if I'm a couple weeks out of semifinals, you know, that's my shot to get to the games. I don't want to risk it now. And then right. they go and they make the games and they say, like, I can't risk being sick now before the games. And so I just, I think it is really easy to judge people for not getting the vaccine, but thinking about an athlete's life that's dedicated to training and to making these events, you really can't judge because you don't know what position they were in and what, how much they weighed it. And the season might've just been out of their control the internet is a dumpster fire oh, everyone <laughs> it is just a nightmare you can't say like we are so reasonable on this show right now but like you can't well, reason with the internet and there's so much misinformation somebody messaged me or someone told me like well they we heard that they weren't taking it because they were afraid they might get popped for hgh coming out of the vaccine i'm like look you the, heard where i'm like if the vaccine has hgh i'm getting a third dose yeah, yeah. Like, are you kidding me I, give me my booster yeah give no. it to me now like because trust me i did not get fitter after i got my vaccine <laughs> no i didn't close. either not even close well right well i feel badly for them i hope they recover soon and ultimately um i do hope that they don't have any severe side effects because the one thing that we do know is the vaccine kind of limits those severe side effects. So my my first thought for anyone who gets it and isn't vaccinated is that I hope that they're all safe yeah. and healthy very soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, still a fun competition. Let's talk about Tia. Oh, can we? So dominant. Oh, my God. Wow. Three, three for three on the first three. And uh-huh. second, second in Would event like four. And truthfully, like, I was convinced she'd go four for four. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for God bless Mal O'Brien. Mal O'Brien. <laughs> Which, oh. thank God, because I am already out of questions for Tia. Yeah. I'm already out of interview questions. Seriously. I'll give you some. Okay. I'll give you some great ones. Bring it on. They'll just be so random. You know, Perfect. I try I try really hard to, when I whenever I'm interviewing, uh, yes. to take, like, a, a fan's perspective. Like, if I was just at home and I watched that event, what would I want to know? I, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I start and usually what I end up with for her is like oh my god Harry is so fit (laughs) like it's just like that's what everyone wants to know she finishes she crosses the finish line and we're all like how how are you still doing this how are you this fit how are you whatever so the more she wins the more I'm like damn it now what do we talk about so so funny story I ran into Shane yeah uh, two days ago and I've never talked to him in person but we've messaged back and forth a number of times and so I'm like, I'm just going to go say hi real quick. He was going somewhere, and I, like, I, I hate interrupting people, yeah. you know, but I'm like, i got to say hi because I've talked to him so many times. So I go over, I'm like, hey, Shane, John, make life great again. And he started talking to me, and I forgot he has an Australian accent. I know that sounds stupid, but when you talk to people online, like, oh, they don't yeah. have an accent. And he yeah. starts talking, and I, it threw me off. I started stand like, I didn't know what to say because like, he's like, oh, hey, mate. And I'm like, oh, what? 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 Like, I was so confused. <laughs> He has such a lovely like such, accent. Oh, yeah. I felt like such an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, how did I let that throw me off? Like, it was so base. He was so nice. He, he, uh, he and their entire crew has been doing great. The Proven crew has been doing really, really good work. But Tia is just, man, above and beyond. So did you guys watch the, um, the latest documentary? I have not yet. Okay. 
Did I'm a bad it? CrossFitter now. Okay, I won't. I won't give anything away. Spoilers. Well, I mean, it's, spoiler: If you watched the games last year, you know how it right, finishes. Yeah, yeah. But there's this whole section where um, Heber and Mars interview Tia, and she's like talking about how she's not totally sure if she's going to compete the next year, which is this year, and that you know she and Shane have to talk about their lives and their future, and they want kids someday, and like all this stuff. And it, it was interesting to hear her talk about that like a year ago versus being here competing so dominant right now because in my mind I'm like there's no way that she would ever run the risk of being called like the most dominant or the fittest female crossfitter of all time she wants to be one of the most dominant crossfitters of all time so she's absolutely here to smash and match Matt's record of five consecutive wins in a row. And I'm so curious now after that, ha- I, I hate to say that it's like she sealed the deal. She hasn't. It's only been one day of competition. But still, like, if that happens, when that happens, is she going to go for six? Like, or is she going to be like, yep, he got five, I got five, that's my training partner, and I'm going to like go and make babies or something. See, I don't here's know. what I think will happen. So she has four gold medals. Yeah. And no offense to Noble, but your new medal's not gold anymore. It's, <laughs> I don't know what color that is. We're just going to call it a rock. So now she's got to win five of those. Oh, Yeah, so she'll go, for, she'll go for nine. What are you going to do? Four, I mean, four golds and five, five rocks. If anyone could do it, she could get five moon rocks. Yeah. Honestly. W- what are they made out of? Do you know? That's a really good question. I did read the post that, of how they were made. Oh, cool. But I didn't internalize what the metal is made of. I will look it up right now. They, they look like uh, like plates, like plates you put in a vest. Oh, okay. People have been kind of roasting them, to be honest, online. Really? I, I haven't been uh, much. O- only be- M- much. much. <laughs> but only because as a creator, like I really appreciate the fact that they took a step out and said, hey, we're going to do something different than yeah, a gold yeah. metal. So I think that's cool. Big props to Noble for that. Like, I, you know, I'm not sucking up to them, but I appreciate someone trying something and you know seeing what it looks like and I think it looks cool it's like a different look it's putting a stamp on you know kind of their own thing but they kind of look like stones a little bit interesting I I actually liked the look though when I when I read about them that they were changing it I I just feel that you know Noble's DNA even the CrossFit DNA it's not shiny and gold you know it's written in the dirt on the floor at your gym we leave with you know after doing burpees you're covered in dirt you've got like you know, tan lines made of dirt. And fact. And I feel like it's that the metal being made that way is very representative of the work that these athletes have put in. So as it, as nice it is to have that iconic gold medal around your neck, I really do feel like they tried to embody what CrossFit's all about and what these athletes are all about. Oh. I like it. Um, can we talk about who's in Hakem plans? Yes, let's do it. Our girl. <gasps> Our girl, hey! And I would just like to point out that I had her in second place when we did our little top five <laughs> questions at I, the beginning of all this. I am always so impressed with Haley. Not because I just love her as a kid. Like, she's just a great person. But, you know, she's so, just so consistent at everything she does. Everything. everything. Like, everything. You know, all of her placement yesterday were great. She's kind of right at the top of the heap on yep. everything. There was nothing that she went into. I thought, all right, she's going to dominate this. But I knew she'd be at the top. It's even the stuff that, like, if you've been following her throughout her career, you might think to yourself, like, okay, she's not one of the strongest athletes in the field, for example. But, like, nah, she moved that barbell just fine yesterday. Like, she's come so far. I don't know what what she can't do. And it's fun watching her as a little bit of a young buck, you know, running down 
the champion. Well, here's what I think: where I think she really excels, or at least in my opinion, where she's so consistent is if you look at those events yesterday. So the one that she finished 11th in was the event four, which is the thrusters and the wall yep. walks, which is not. It doesn't lend towards someone who has long legs. Like she has long legs. Yes, she does. Right? You're right. And so both of those movements are tough. And it's a heavy weight, and she's not a big athlete. So she kind of had three strikes against her going in to that workout. She yeah. still finished 11th. Right? Like, that's a workout designed for a Mal O'Brien, who's strong. She's kind of shorter, stouter, used to heavy weight, but can still, you know, but isn't a heavy person. Can still do wall walks really efficiently. Oh, like, yeah. It was really designed for her. Killed it. Watching Mal kill that event yesterday was the highlight of the day for me. So unbelievable. So impressive. I mean, it's the everyone knows the ten to one scheme. It's so sneaky, you know. Especially yeah. in the, it's so easy to lose it in the middle, and it's really, really easy to burn yourself out so much so that you can't accelerate in the end and she she played it perfectly to herself um she said in the interview afterwards with you that she just really keeps her eyes on herself she's really focused on her and you could really tell in that event you know she wasn't pressured to go any faster because other people were um she you could you can always tell when someone paces it just right because in those final rounds the four three two one they almost get faster yeah and you're wondering how and, you know, she had just enough left in the tank to extend her lead over where Tia was. You know, everyone's kind of waiting for Tia to catch her. Um, and I was I was really impressed with that. It takes a lot to have that headspace, especially when you um, could easily get lost in the rest of the field going out too fast. Oh, yeah. It's the games. You know, you're on that floor. It's tempting. And she, she didn't succumb to that. So I was really impressed by her. That's her and James, man. That's her coach. They have such good heads on their shoulders. Really, it's like I I'm excited and I'm I'm just watching. I'm like blowing my game plan on interview questions just because I'm stoked. <laughs> let alone out there on the field of play doing a hundred thousand thrusters. You're like, thank you for letting me talk to somebody other than Tia. We appreciate you. That pull, was also helpful. <laughs> yeah, pull, get my creative juices flowing. Um, it is worth mentioning uh, the point spread is real close for the women, right underneath them. Very close. Yeah. Right. So like Haley's in second with three forty. And then there's Kristen Holta with 331. And then there's Christy Irma O'Connell with 295. And Daniel Brandon with 286. And then down to 10th place, Mal O'Brien, 272. So between 5th and 10th, 272 to 283. I mean, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. It's really anyone's game for the, for the podium. Right. And, I mean, it's just day one. So I think it speaks to, like, you know, day one programming is always um, notably diverse yeah um and it's gonna you were talking about Haley and how that workout wasn't really made for her but you know anyone who wants to be on the podium podium has to be really versatile you know they have to be good at the workouts that weren't made for them as well as completely dominant in the workouts that are really made for them and Haley was third in the run which not surprising because she's an excellent runner she's worked with Chris Henshaw for so many years so her form is excellent um, but, you know, you look at her finishes, 5th, 5th, 3rd, and 11th, like, she crushed what she was meant to be good at, and she still did very well in a workout that we would normally think wasn't made for her. So I think when you're looking at, you know, day days um, 2 through, you know, Friday through Sunday, whatever we call those days, <laughs> you're, you're looking for the athletes who can consistently land within that top 10. You know, that's what it takes to be on the podium. That's what it takes to be the top five. Day one is always really interesting. You know, 
but the test isn't even close to being over. We have so much time left, you know? Well, yeah. you have, there's so many top names. Like, you know, Nikki said between the top 10, but even, like, you drop all the way down to 16, 17, 18, into the 20. Like, there's a lot of names in there that can make big moves between now and the cuts. Absolutely. So you're going to see a lot of lot of shakeup, you know, except at that number one spot. Uh, everywhere else, I think you can see a lot of shakeup between now and then. It's just, it'll be interesting to see the consistency from some of them we were talking about Haley and I I suspect she'll stay at the top or stay you know close because when you look at what she's done for me the biggest indicator for her was that first event that was over an hour long Mm. she finished fifth and then in that sprint event that was a minute long she finished third it's really impressive yeah so the fact that you can go from doing a long endurance workout and finish at the top and a sprint and finish at the top and then your next workout is one that is totally not in your wheelhouse and you still finish basically top 10. Yeah. She's got a, if she keeps up that type of performance, she's a lock for the podium. If right. she could, if she can, you know, keep it up. It's a long week, you know. It is, it is. And it's interesting with the cuts, you know, we're going to see coming up on Friday, everyone gets to compete, but then we yeah. cut 10 off the bottom. So you start Saturday with 30. And then going into Sunday, you cut 10 off the bottom of that and you go to 20. So. You know, by no means is anything written in stone on this leaderboard yet, yeah. but it's, you know, Friday, there's definitely something to fight for with those athletes. Um, I remember in 2018, I guess, I don't know if that was the first year they introduced um, minimum work requirements, but we had them. So every event had a minimum amount right. of work that you had to do. And that was kind of the first that I had seen of this, like, cutting process. And now that they've kind of formalized it, you know, in, in 2019, um, they made these cuts as well. I think they've refined it this year, which is great. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to give, you know, athletes something to fight for. You know, they're not just going to coast through the weekend, but we are going to see then as the field gets smaller, you lose the depth, you know, you lose the, um, how much it means to place 40th in a workout, you know, placing 20th doesn't quite, that spread isn't quite as significant. So, um, I'm interested to see what what happens Friday after this rest day. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's talk about the men Mm. for a minute. Um, What a race for the men. Mm. It's it's a fun year. The men are exceptionally fun because you you got some new names in there. you got some veteran names in there. Um, For me, it's the return of Brent Fikowski. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. You know, like, I, I, it was funny coming into the games, and I mean this with zero disrespect to him because he's a tremendous athlete. But I said to someone, you know, I haven't really seen much of him the last couple of years. You know, like, this is a hard sport, and there's nothing guaranteed to get in. Like, you know, the the best athletes, you know, you see will have, you know, some like Scott has had a 10-year career. You've had a few that have had that. But, you know, often you see two or three good performances and you don't hear much again. And, right. And I was wondering to myself, is Brent one of those athletes that had a couple of good years and then is going to you know, kind of tail off? And he's proven that completely to not be true because he's having a fantastic first day. Uh-huh. Um, and just some really impressive performances across across the board. I also, zero disrespect, but I am surprised to see him at the top of the leaderboard after day one because how interesting that it's the consistency game We've been talking about it for so long, but we haven't really had to lean into it because Matt used to just win everything. But Brent's finishes 8th, 7th, 12th, and 3rd, 
that puts them in first place. That is like yeah. classic, well-rounded CrossFit. Yeah. You yeah. don't always have to win every single thing, but you get these top 10 finishes and bam, you know, you're in first. Right. And I'm so happy to see Brent at the top of the leaderboard, you know, like going through a whole year, he's been super open that online qualifiers are not his, not thing. his thing. We used yep. to, you know, they used to joke with him in the open, you know, there are some years he might not have made regionals, you know, he was on the cut line for regionals and for him to have three online competitions to get through the open quarterfinals and his semifinal was online, you know, I'm just so excited for him to be able to have this opportunity in person to really show what he's made of. I think it's really easy to underestimate him coming off of those online workouts when you see so many other standout performances, but I think... You know, we're going to see this from him all weekend, this consistency. He's so measured. He's so calm. He goes into every single workout with a game plan and is really good at adjusting that game plan based on what he needs. So it's going to be exciting for sure. I love that Justin Medeiros is right beneath him. Also a consistency game, a 5th, 15th, 11th, and 2nd in that handstand walk thruster workout. Wall walk. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Wall walk. That's so. That's the the power of the mullet right there. Well, Pretty Kos- exciting. Koski in third. Yeah. Okay. I'm not surprised about Yona coming in just like a freaking bat out of hell in that in that uh, water event. I won't even call it a swim because it was more than more than just a swim. Right. Like, I, if anyone was going to run away with, I mean, he literally in the water. I was at the lake. He had so many times where he would just like turn around. To, like see how far you know like do I can I slow down can I let up a little and there was just no one yeah. like the camera would like zoom in on him and then like pan out and you'd have to be like <laughs> Keep wait going. for it Keep wait going. for it wait for it oh there's the next person it was unbelievable so you know I'm, I am excited I mean he's one of the most consistent athletes of all time and he's been in the game for a really long time so if you're not familiar with his name because maybe he's a European athlete or you haven't seen him at, at your local events you should be um, I am not 100% sure if he will stay in that podium position but I wouldn't be surprised if he did so it's worth it's worth paying attention to him for the rest of the weekend I, I'll show you something funny I know people listening are going to be able to see it but there's a mural in, in the Coliseum of Vellner and Koski side by side and it looks like they're holding hands holding hands, hands. I as, yeah, so I posted it my story and said, Volner and Koski holding hands, best friends forever. And Koski sent me, and I didn't tag him, for the record. I don't tag athletes during a competition because you guys are like in competitive mode. Oh, and I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm picking on them while they're working their asses yeah, off, yeah, right? Yeah. Or to mistake something and they're busy, you know, like, and I don't know him that well. Like, I, I think we've messaged once or twice, you know, tiny little DMs. But anyway, he messaged back and just a laugh emoji and a little kissy face with <laughs> with the two men. Yeah, with the two <laughs> men, the two men kissing. What wholesome content, John! I, I know. love what it. wholesome well, content. It just made me it made me laugh because I didn't tag him, but he still saw it. And it's like you know, you, I just think you athletes when you guys get in your competitive mode, often you don't want to talk to anybody. Right. You know, so I just thought it was funny. Right. It is true. Whenever I've been in competition mode, I do ignore social media and I just completely ignore my phone. So. Um, but the tag, I'm sure he would have he would have enjoyed that a lot. Um, I I knew Yona back in uh, Dubai when we lived in the Middle East, so um, I'm pumped to see him up there. I do think that it's possible he'll remain in a contention spot. I definitely think we shouldn't count him out. He is a super well-rounded athlete. Um, 
he trains with Amelia LePennon, who's on the oh, yeah. ladies' side. So they push each other really hard in, in training. And um, I just, I think he's someone to watch for the rest of the weekend. Like Nikki said, if you don't know him, he is someone to keep your eyes on. As is the man directly underneath uh-huh. him, BKG. Oh, my God. Also a force of nature. Um it's so pumped to see him in person again. Yeah. He barely made games. Um, you know, he barely missed that in-person yeah. spot last year. Heartbreaking. I really wanted to see him there. Um, so this year's going to be fun. He always flies underneath the radar. And until he's on the podium. Yep. Literally. Until the very last, until Sunday. And everyone's like, whoa, you know, BKG. Well, don't be surprised. He, that's how he rolls. And I'm constantly impressed by him. If I'm watching a Heat you know, live on the field, I'm always watching him. So we have to talk about what was possibly the most dominating performance of any CrossFit Games ever in event four. Scott Panchak literally destroyed the entire field by a couple of minutes. I'm actually getting goosebumps thinking about it again after watching it live. Like it was a must-win for him. Event three. I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone on you know in his crew, but he had a horrific sprint. Yep, not and good. Finished like 34, 35th, like 30, right. Thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. So right at the bottom. I I wondered and if something was up. I thought maybe it looked like he cramped or something. Cramped like, or I haven't asked muscle, anyone, yeah. but because that's you know not typical even in a sprint for him, but you know, it happened. Yeah. Right. Um, so you could argue it's a must-win. Yes, absolutely. Right, you got to get the points back. Uh-huh. And not only did he must win, but I thought, Rushed. said to the field, you guys thought I was out? <laughs> Keep an eye out. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just shows what a seasoned competitor he is, you know, like to rebound like that. You know, not everyone can do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. mentally yeah. it's really tough in a workout that I don't know him as a runner, but I assume he didn't think he placed last, you know, 36th, I assume, in such a fast event like that. Sometimes you don't even know that you're going to place that low. You know, they were smaller heats. Yeah. Um, It, you know, it comes down to fractions of a second. So he might not have even expected that he was going to be that low. And for him to turn it around in a matter of hours and come out with that dominant of a performance is just really speaks to his experience and also his mental fortitude. And he's coming for Saxon. Saxon's sitting in, in sixth right now. Big brother Scott's coming. Yeah, <laughs> coming well, up from 12th. I'm, so. I'm sure he just, you know, does not want to have to deal with in his retirement year Saxon for the rest of his life saying, I beat you the last year you did it. Well. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for both of them. I just thought it was a, just an amazing performance. And I bluntly have never seen anything like it. Like he was just so far ahead of the field, it was ridiculous. And he wasn't in the final heat, so that makes yeah. it even harder. Like everyone after him, Medeiros and everyone else knew the time to be. Uh-huh. Couldn't do it. That makes it even more impressive. Like it's different yeah. when you beat the best in the same heat, and they just can't catch you. But when they know what the time is, and now they can change their strategy to try to catch you. Mm-hmm. That's a much different thing. So Do, impressive. Can I tell you how cool it was watching that? So I was in the Coliseum, kind of like in the wings in the athlete warm-up area, and there's a TV there. And so they're watching the broadcast while it's happening because there's very limited space on the competition floor. Otherwise, the athletes would totally just be out there watching too. Right. Um, and this was so... Um, man, it was so like unknown because it was a late announcement. And the wall walk standard was different than usual. And the thrusters were heavier than everyone. So no one, like, everyone had these nerves. And the men in Heat 2 were watching Heat 1. And the women who were going afterwards 
were watching the men's event, and I watched so many people in the back in the athlete warm-up area, like, change their strategy last minute based on, like, oh, they're breaking them up, oh, they're not, oh, wait, where do the lines, they're, like, taping lines down on the floor, they're, like, <laughs> they're like wall-walking back up on, like, um, like pillars, because there's no real wall space, like, in the Coliseum, and it was just, it was wild, it was so very much, like, the unknown and unknowable, but, like, in real time, where people are like, ah, shit, like, he broke him up, maybe I should break, well, I wasn't gonna break him up, but then she did, it, it yeah. was wild. Yeah, it's fun to see people last minute game plan, you know, like, uh-huh. with those events, you totally are like, well, is my strategy bad? Like, right, they're right, right, doing right. it right now, and, like, I'm watching them do it, they're breaking it, so maybe they feel worse, and for me, what I just looked up, I was curious, because I actually missed his heat, so I didn't see it. He went two seconds faster than Mal O'Brien. So yeah. he he was oh, the wow. fastest competitor yesterday of all, which is insane. You know, that's ridiculous. Um, good for him. Well, what's, what's funny about that, and it's probably topical since I'm coached by these guys often. Like, when, I, when I'm doing my personal training, I go to them before work and go, what should my strategy be, right? And so I've had this running joke forever is that, you know, they'll give me a strategy and I'll spend 15, 20 minutes talking it through with them. And here's where you should break it up, John. And here's where you should be breathing. And here's where you should be doing it. And then five seconds in a lot, I disregard all of that shit and just do what I want. Right. And that's, but that's the difference between an amateur and a pro is an amateur will make their plan and actually stick to it and see if it works. Right. Well, I think that the best, the best plan is the one that works best for you. I, I tell that to everybody, you know, like, as a coach, I can stand there and game plan with one of my athletes for forever, you know what I mean? But if it's not the best plan for them because yeah. they know themselves, then it's going to go to pieces in, right. in the first round. Yeah, no. Well, uh, before we wrap it up here, because there's a lot of background noise, I do want to explain these car doors you guys keep hearing closed. Because oh, yeah. We, are, yeah. we are in a very sketchy white paneled van <laughs> that was provided to us by the Strong Coffee Company. Uh, so Adam, who owns the company, uh, had reached out to me and said, hey, I got a place you can podcast if you guys want to do it. It's in the back of a white van. I'm like, are we getting free candy? He's like, absolutely. Are there puppies? Are, are there free puppies? I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's, what could go wrong? And uh, which is why you're getting all those, you know, we're right in the middle of the floor where everyone is. But that's why you're getting a little background noise. I love so. it. It's been so it's been so fun. This is very generous. And if you are um, in or around the games this week and you are in Vendor Village, come by Strong Coffee Company uh, to support them and see us. We might be in this in this white panel van. <laughs> you know, along those lines. So uh, I apparently I'll eat anything. And apparently. apparently. You'll put anything in your mouth I'll hole? I'll put anything in my mouth hole. I'm, I'm out in the middle of the, uh, out by the stadium yesterday, and I meet this kid who's with a, he owns his own uh, food meal replacement company, Oh, cool. Right? And I may have him on the show this week, but regardless of that, um, he's telling me about his product, and, you know, I'm politely listening. And he's like, oh, you should try it. And he reaches his bag, and he pulls out this little unmarked bottle. Uh-uh. And it's still cold, li- liquid. He's like, here, try this. And without even thinking, I just shake it up, pop it, and guzzle it. And then I'm like, John. I'm like, did you just roofie me? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Am I going to find myself taped up? I'm going to be the gimp in some box somewhere. Like, yes. what, what the hell just happened? Oh my God. Did, I didn't even ask a question. It had no label on it. It's just a little white bottle that he put together himself. And 
I just did, like it was instinctual, you know. No, you've clearly never been on the CrossFit Games drug testing. Yeah, I was list. literally I <laughs> just gonna say that. Literally, this is my like number one no-no. Right. right. Well, given questionable supplements. Yes, yeah, that's take like do new not take coffee beans. I might not even have those. <laughs> like, literally, it was tasty though. Big props to him. All right. It was very tasty. Okay. But, well, maybe we'll have Mystery Label Man on the show at some point to talk about his uh, weird, sketchy yeah. backpack liquids. He had a good story. I'll tell you about it offline. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. If you're if you're on site, if you're at games, or if you're coming for the weekend, come find us because we love we love to meet listeners. I've had so many people already come up to me and be like, "Oh, we listen to your show." Last night when we were at dinner, someone came up and was like, "Oh my god, are you Steph Chung?" I was just listening to you on, <laughs> on your podcast, podcast and nice. I was like, "Steph, you have a podcast?" Yeah, <laughs> but it was this podcast. It was this. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I, when we all got in here, I thought I literally thought to myself, stuff's like kind of the unofficial. Oh, 100%. You know, third member of the show. 100%. Uh, honored. Speaking of, we have big news for this show. Oh, my God. Do we want to share I it? Is, are we going to say it? Are we going to say it out loud? I think yes. we should. Okay, I, let's it's do the time. It. Let's do it. You want to break, you'll break the news, Nikki, and then I'll, then I'll give the backstory. Okay, well, it's been a journey, and we've been like, you know, evolving this podcast over a little while now, and changing our structure and listening to more people and so we felt like it was just time to make a little bit of an update so moving forward we are no longer going to be make pods great again but we are going to be kettlebells and cocktails kettlebells and cocktails with donna and nikki and sometimes steph you say the story so nice, Nikki. So here's the truth. Okay, Let me give here's you the, the story. Here's what happened. So Nikki messages me and she's like, look, John, I hate what you created. I, oh, my God. I, I, yeah, right. I hate the name you picked for the podcast. People don't like it. I don't like it. We need to change it. And I'm like, uh, F you. This is my, I own the trademark. I'm not changing it. And like a good spouse, she nagged me. I'm, I'm very seasoned Work in the nagging. Yeah. Yes. She, she nagged me and nagged me and nagged me. And I thought about it for a while and, and came to the conclusion that, you know, we're not a political podcast. Not that, that we ever have been and not that the name is political, but there are people that take it that way. Yeah, exactly. People that see it and they're like, oh, you know, is this a Trump podcast? Is this, what's it about? Is, you know, they don't even get that it's CrossFit. And if they don't follow me, they certainly don't get it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. I get and, that. Yeah, and the podcast over time ha- has really evolved to be me and Nikki, you know, together, not just me before. So it made sense to pull it away from the Make Watch Great Again page uh, completely. And, and so we started talking and we're like, well, who are we? And, you know, we wanted like a more of a lifestyle message. And since we're both functional alcoholics, we're like, well, we need to have cocktails in the name. Absolutely. That would be great. That would be great. And, um, but we wanted to keep kind of our core principles, which is fitness. And the kettlebell has been part of our logo from the very beginning. And so we, we picked, we had four or five names we picked from. And when we came up with kettlebells and cocktails, I think I sent it to Nikki. I'm like, what do you think about this one? And like, she immediately goes, love it. Perfect. It's yeah. stuck. Yeah. Perfect. I love the kettlebell in there still because that's an homage to even the very, very first page that you started yep. with the orange kettlebell as your yeah. logo. So it's still very like John infused. And that, I think that's really important because this, this podcast came from a place that you created. Like this was your baby. Yep. And I love where it's come, but I, I love where it comes from. Yeah, so we're not changing our content. We're going to continue to have the conversations we've been having. We're going to continue to cover the CrossFit community. We'll continue to 
uh, you know, half cocktails on the show. Yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> well, in two weeks. In Once two Nikki weeks, delivers. Yeah. In two weeks, you and guys. We, I'm semi-retired, so I can technically have cocktails on the show with you, too. Okay. I know, right? It'll be great. Don't I'm hate ready. it. I know. So uh, I'm excited. You know, new logo, which I think will be fun. Oh, my gosh. So sick. And shout out to, to Landy Design Code. They did our uh, original Make Pods Great Again logo, which you all loved, which we did, too. And they've come up with a, a suite of assets for us, these images that are so fun. Uh, and they're going to look awesome on merch. And, yeah, we love we love them. Thank you guys for doing that with us. Well, I'm pumped about the name. Thank God. And I got a sneak preview at the new logo. And let me just tell you, I want it all over all of the merch. I all the love merch. it. They crushed it. I specifically want it on some Noble tanks so I can literally wear it everywhere. Talk, talk to your boys at Noble. They don't respond to my DMs. Todd, are <laughs> you listening? Yeah, Todd doesn't listen to me. I made a joke to someone the other day. I'm like, I made fun of Noble for a long time, obviously. And I love what Noble does, but it's an easy target, right? And I sent Todd a DM saying, hey, we'd love to have the podcast. No response whatsoever. Uh, Done. No, admit it, like I'm sure the dude gets bazillions oh, of DMs. Oh, he does. So, so I don't. Sure. I'm not so taking busy. it personally, nor do I think he was ignoring me. Like I've missed DMs, but that's now my running joke. The only person to ever not respond is No Bull and Dave Castro. And I'll let you guess why the second one didn't. So, well, know. you know, hey, Todd is just an incredibly busy human. Absolutely. Um, but. That would be a partnership. I really, really could get behind. Oh, my God. Kettlebells and cocktails and noble. X noble Yes, please. I'm here for it. I'm well, in it. I'll let you guys make that happen. Okay. <laughs> you can speak on my behalf. I'll quit doing memes. Oh. oh. They're memes. Not oh, 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 oh. Not oh, got it. We were like, damn. Yeah, no, I'm not quitting the page. No. You know? like, but, John, I'll the make, meme millions. The meme millions. I know. I'll, I'll make fun of Reebok. How about that? I mean, that's what I have. I don't really have a problem. With I that. mean, I think everyone's fair game, no? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. The only person you haven't roasted on the on your page yet is me. What is there to roast? Oh, uh, didn't it? I didn't oh, wait. Me when you want there you was the, the squirrel. There was the squirrel jump during oh, yes. quarterfinals. That was yes. a good one. Yes, but we sent that screenshot to you <laughs> because we, we were dying laughing about it. <laughs> I truly we literally don't. Ro- didn't stop I don't really for roast days. athletes. I really don't. Like I get a bad rep for that, but I don't make fun of no, athletes yeah. that much. Yeah, you like, really I, don't. I, yeah. I'll use their photos and tease, but I have so much respect for athletes. Like it's, it would be unbelievably something bad would have to happen. There's only been one or two that I've done like mean ones because they were so funny. It had to be done. Yep. Ricky Garrard's a great example. I was example. literally yeah. just gonna say that. There. Yeah. A lot of the athletes, I will say, it's very kind of you not to roast them. They do have good senses of humor. Yeah, yeah. And if it makes you feel better, I'm now semi-retired, so I'm no longer an athlete, so then you may roast me. <laughs> I think you should say temporarily retired. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You're like, Jay-Z, yes. you're going to make the comeback. I'm like, yeah. I am still in the fitness because it's my literal anchor to sanity. <laughs> um, but yes, I will be back. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun, ladies. Likewise. Yes. We're going to try to get a few more in this week. We'll also have uh, just some random conversations with people in the community. I've already reached out to a bunch of people. So we'll we'll have some random people for you guys to listen to, some one-on-ones, and we'll piece those together and get you all the CrossFit Games content we can. And watch for Nikki on the sidelines. Yeah. And Steph. Yes. On, on the newscast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll let you guys get back to it. Go watch the show, and we will chat with you soon.